Happy Easter, the scariest holiday. It is kind of a scary holiday, huh? It's the only zombie holiday. He it's is the only risen. official zombie holiday. Oh my god. I'm serious. We don't have like a, you know, we don't celebrate anybody else coming back from the dead. Well, who else has done it? I don't know. Yeah, you know, exactly. you're going to have to ask somebody else. Well, actually, there's a trend on TikTok where people are telling stories about from the time they like died for a second. So like... Yeah, those people have all died. Yeah. We should... You know what? Shout out to them on this wonderful holiday. We are obviously recording this on Easter Sunday, but for those of you listening, it is Monday, the best day of the week, because Spooky Show comes out. Anyway, this is Spooky Show, scariest show in the world ever. I'm so scared. Created under the earth and the sun. It was created under the earth, near the core yes. of the earth, actually. That's where it was It was brewed. And now we're, now we're taking, we're recording... In one of the, the inner crusts. We have a built-in office in an inner crust. <laughs> wouldn't so, you believe it? Wouldn't you believe it? The darnest things happen. And I'm your host, Kate, uh, coming to you live from the inner crust. Well, not live. Coming to you from the inner crust. And Harrison is here. I am here. Uh, it is me, your inner crust correspondent and friend of the crust. <laughs> That's so gross. We're just little crustaceans. Yeah. We are just a, welcome to Shrimp Cast, baby. Hey, hey, hey. Anyway, I guess I'll get into. Do you have it. a case for us today, Kate? <laughs> or are we just gonna putter about? I know. I like. I like chatting with you, but I'm, I know people are like, just tell the story. So here we go. Well, that's I, a mean voice to do for your fans. This is how I would do your fans. This is how <laughs> okay, I would okay. do your fans. That was a nice voice for them. Kate, can you please get to the story? Okay, thank you. Sorry, fans. I don't like fans. She made you guys sorry, sound like... Sorry, supporters. Sorry, friends. She made friends. you guys sound like... She made you... you I, I said listeners, I think. Listeners. Friends. But Many, she made like you fans. guys sound like you guys were like... You gotta get to the story, Kate. <laughs> I apologize. Thank you, Harris. <laughs> anyway, we are doing a very important case, actually. Okay, so let's get serious. So my friend Savannah lives in the area where this case has taken place and she was saying that it like definitely needs more attention and we need more eyes and ears on this case like big time um she said the family is like desperate for answers friends are desperate for answers and there's just like so much public speculation around this case and like so many things are getting muddled well then what case is it so we're talking about the murder of missy beavers okay I don't think I've heard this one. If I have, it's one that I'm going to be like, I recognize this story, but I don't think yeah, I've you, heard this one. You might, but... Um, I recognize not... the name. Really? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of um, true crime podcasts have covered this before, like Crime Junkie, True Crime Garage. So, like, um, maybe you've heard of it, but, you know, the more publicity, the better. So Correct. And Savannah was seriously, like, it would mean so much to the family to get more attention. So, this is why we're doing it. Terry... Her name's Terry, but she goes by Missy Beavers. Um, she was 45 at the time of her death in 2016, so it's fairly recent. Okay, so I probably did hear about this. Yeah. She was from Red Oak, Texas, and she was a mother of three. She was married to um, Brandon Beavers, and she was a fitness instructor. And all her students claimed that she was, like, one of the nicest and, like, most driven and just kindest um, instructors. And they all just really loved her. 
So Missy regularly, I have such a hard time with that word. Regularly. Regularly taught fitness classes at um, Midlothian's Creekside Church of Christ. Okay. And on the morning of April 18th, 2016, it was no different. She was doing just that. But she used to wake up like super early to leave from her hometown of Red Oak to get to this church. Like she had to wake up at like 3.30 in the morning. And she would, she, on this morning, she arrived at the church just after, like, 4 a.m. So, like, butt crack of dawn. She was teaching a very, very early class at 5 in the morning. And what she was teaching was called um, a gladiator boot camp. So, she went in early, like, get the room set up, get her mic ready, all get that. energy right, yeah. Yeah, getting ready to go. And when her students arrived for the class at 5... They found Missy unresponsive and just, like, battered. Totally battered. Um, She was surrounded by blood and, like, shattered glass was everywhere. Yeah, so they they called 911, of course, and officers from the police and fire department get to the Creekside Church of Christ within, like, 10 minutes. And paramedics are actually the first to arrive on the scene. And from what it looked like... It looked like she had, like, a bad head injury and, like, multiple puncture wounds to her chest. Missy died shortly after the paramedics arrived, unfortunately, and everyone was just, like, so shocked that this happened because there hadn't been a murder in the city of Milothian, sorry, for seven years. Wow. And for it to be in a church. I know, and that, well, I mean, I guess that time... I mean, that's, like, that's, like, that's, like... Yeah. You know. That there's there's not before the sun comes up and yes. after midnight is a very is a very you know that's a time yeah absolutely a lot and of mischief like, happens at that time there's an old adage it's like nothing good happens after midnight right yeah <laughs> that's what a lot of parents like to say yeah. and like or 10 p.m. I think is what parents usually say but oh well that's too early parents come on but yeah um everyone was just super shocked because obviously it was like a sleepy town you know you all these stories are kind of like it's in a town where everyone keeps their doors unlocked and like nothing really happened so everyone was like even the police were kind of like unprepared about how to deal with a homicide because they yeah, haven't dealt ask, with one were they like completely unequipped because the police it's been so long they they actually didn't do a terrible job with this one okay um but also everybody loved missy like she had no enemies like she, everyone loved her she was a great gal so since it was obvious she was murdered the investigation just immediately began Police immediately searched the building, thinking that maybe the killer was just, like, still lurking around. And they find, like, broken glass from windows and doors just scattered, like, all over the floor and, like, almost like a breadcrumb trail where, like, the police could, like, track the unknown movements of, um, the movements of this unknown person. Just, like, how how did this man leave a, or this woman leave a trail of glass? Right. They also found forced entry marks on the back door of the church. Like, it looked like it came uh, open with a pry bar. And this is probably how this person entered the building. And it made investigators believe that, like, you know, maybe this was just a robbery gone wrong. Like, maybe someone was trying to rob the church and Missy, like, was there setting up. No one expected her to be there this early. And they, like, freaked out and killed her. However, after they did, like, a more thorough search of the area... Nothing was missing from the church. Whoa. Although I don't know what you could really steal, but I mean, I mean there's, there's got to be gold something. And I, you know, like most 
churches, like I don't know this denomination of faith, but like, you know, I grew up in the Catholic church and like, there's a lot of ornate pieces of gold and like yeah but i don't you know, know if this church was like down. that extravagant like yeah but still I mean, who's to say they definitely have some like sacred things yeah well also i mean the main reason why they don't think it's a robbery now is because missy was like she still had her wedding rings mm-hmm. and that's like the one thing you know so now cctv footage outside of the church was broken of course but there was security footage inside of the church that police uncovered. And police found something like, ugh, so incredible, incredibly eerie on this footage when they looked at it. The footage from the church showed a person at 3.50 a.m. carrying what looks like a hammer while, like, opening and closing various doors from various rooms in the building, just, like, going in all these doors and snooping around like they're kind of looking for something like they don't look rushed or anything they're just kind of like wandering around and they even broke a door or a window with like the alleged hammer they were carrying um which is where the glass probably came from the person who appeared in the cctv footage which i will post on my instagram um is wearing a helmet gloves and shin guards as well as a vest that said police on it so it basically looked like this person was in full-blown riot gear. That's what it looks like. Ugh. Yeah. The gender of this person in this footage is unknown, and it's concluded that they are somewhere between 5'2 and 5'8. But what's really interesting and different about the person in this footage and like what stuck out the most was the way that they walked. This person seemed to walk with their feet like pointed outward, and um, they also looked like they walked with a limp. Okay. But I'm going to get to this a little bit later, but like, is it an intentional limp to throw people off? I don't know. So they released the CCTV footage to the public and they put it on YouTube in the hopes that like maybe somebody would recognize this person's walk or like movement. Just like, you know, you can tell how somebody walks and kind of recognize that about a person. So they tell the public like the estimated height, 5'2 to 5'8". Um, They also tell the public that what Missy's cause of death was, which is the head injury and multiple puncture wounds to the chest that seem consistent with the tools the killer was seen holding in the CCTV footage. But they don't really say what those tools are. But like I said earlier, everyone thinks it was a hammer and it definitely looks like a hammer, but nobody really knows for sure. They didn't release that. So within hours of releasing this footage, the police were just like flooded with tips. So much so that the FBI and the U.S. Marshal's Office, like, stepped in to help. Well, especially if someone's impersonating a police officer, I think that's a federal crime. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And they have to be involved at that point, I think. That's an, I didn't know they would, like, they have to come in. I think there are certain cases that, like, hold on. I think there are certain cases they have to get involved in. Like, so there was a murder by someone who was an alleged police officer in uniform like that, or, like... I'm pretty sure they would have to step in. I'm pretty sure the DOJ would make them step in. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. If it's a federal crime. Yeah, I mean, missing yeah. people get escalated to federal crimes right. very, very quickly. I can imagine a murder where the suspect is dressed in police gear, mm-hmm. um, unless it was an on-duty police officer, would have the DOJ there in two seconds. Right. So there's still, That's like... like terrorism, almost. I don't know. 
Sorry. Okay. It gets real. <laughs> I, I, carry on. Carry on. They are still like, they're still just like missing something though. They're kind of like, well, what's the motive? Like everyone loved Missy. Nothing was just taken. A psycho. Nothing. Just like a serial killer, right? It could be. But, you know, everyone's kind of like, nothing was taken. Missy was loved, so why did... Who wanted to kill her is the main thing. So, obviously, now they had to start looking at, like, people who were close to Missy. Um, One of Missy's workout friends, Mark, tells CBS News that Missy did seem kind of weird lately. Like, she seemed, like, very distracted and aloof. So, the police are now thinking, like, okay, we need to look through Missy's phone. Right. See if maybe she was in contact with anyone who, like, may want to hurt her or, like, see if there's any reason why Mark said she was acting bizarre. Sure. So the police retrieved Missy's phone and recovered messages on Missy's LinkedIn account. Oh. Yeah, they were private messages. And there were, like, two sets of messages that seemed to really stick out to investigators. Wait, is this, like, referred to ever as, like, the LinkedIn murder? Is that how I know this? I never seen it referred okay, to okay then never mind that, Neff, do not mind me so one of the messages was like very flirtatious and intimate and the others were also like very weird and creepy messages from a man and missy actually screenshotted these creepy messages and showed her friend a few days before she died and we don't know any details about what these messages entailed um or who she was talking to we don't have a name but the police did put in a request with linkedin to get permission to like access missy's account they made the warrant public and the warrant describes the messages like definitely turning intimate the warrant also said that this person was a male and missy didn't really know them at all it was just like a stranger in her linkedin messages very weird the stranger talking to her on linkedin this way of all platforms right and Keep in mind, too, Missy also posted a lot on social media, specifically Facebook. Okay. Because she had to advertise her fitness classes. Um, sure. She's a small business owner. Yeah. The night before her death, she posted a photo with, like, the times and locations of her class and telling people to come in, rain or shine. <sighs> yeah. She was an independent co- contractor with these classes, pretty sure. much. So it's up to her to, like, promote. Yeah, of course. Pick the locations and times. So her movements oh were like so easily trackable. I know. And it's so sad because it's like you people, we do that all the time. Like I I'm know. doing this thing at this time at this place. Come, come through. Like people post on social media all the time. And we don't even realize we're so numb to how dangerous it actually is. Yeah. You know? I know. Like she was so easily trackable and we all are. Well, I mean, I'm just to briefly divert, like even with that, like. You got to hand it to fucking the teams of cele- like security around celebrities because people oh, know yeah. where they are all the time. And the fact that like, you know, what, what has the tragic few people that have ended up getting killed by like crazy fans. It's like you are amazed when you think about it. That kind of shit isn't happening all the fucking time. Yeah, it's a really good point. Because people get crazy about celebrities, you know. Like, yeah, not and, I mean, we've seen people get like fix- hyper fixated on regular people. Like, think about that at the level of celebrity. It reminds me of that poor girl from The Voice, you know? Right. And there's this other celebrity, I'm so sorry, I forgot her name, where she had a crazy fan, kind of like Versace in a way, where, like, um, this fan just, like, showed up to her door and shot her when she opened the door. Is it Selena? No. No. It, it, I forget. I'm so sorry, so I forget many, the name. I know. Okay. There's so many there's crazy stories. We should do the story about Marvin Gaye on here, because, you know, Marvin Gaye got killed by his dad. Oh, yeah, I did know that. Yeah, anyway. we can... We'll, we'll do celebrity death. Sorry to divert, but... So, while police are keeping the LinkedIn lead in mind, 
and like kind of hush hush they're of course looking to missy's home life so missy's husband who i mentioned like very briefly brandon beavers is like so distraught over missy's death trying to keep it together for the sake of his three daughters but obviously he had to be one of the first questioned um and his alibi was verified he was like out of town on a fishing trip in mississippi so investigators asked him if he knew anybody who would want to like hurt his wife and he told them that he genuinely couldn't think of anybody who would want to harm missy and he couldn't think of any reason why anybody would want to hurt her and missy didn't um seem to think she was going to be in danger on that morning either because her licensed gun was left in her car in the church parking lot. So it's like if she knew someone was maybe coming to harm her, she right. would have brought it in. But also she was carrying it in her car. So it's like maybe she did have an idea, but she wasn't like, oh. Yeah, but a lot of people yeah. carry guns in their car. Like, right, and they're in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have relatives in the South who, you know, ride with a fucking gun in their car all the time. Right. And Brandon said, like, he was a little worried about Missy overall because, like, she teaches those classes so early and goes out into the dark by herself. She's in these rooms all by herself before the students come. So that's probably why she she maybe had the gun. Right. Brandon told police that he and Missy had a wonderful marriage and that they were happy. They were married for over 20 years. Like, everything was great. And police still kind of kept a close eye on Brandon because, you know... The husbands always say it's a happy marriage and everything's great, you know. Yeah, I mean, Chris Watts. Chris motherfucking Watts. Who's apparently talking to his lover again. I read that on Twitter today. Um, the, the wannabe, one. wannabe Amber Fry. The girl, the girl from the original case. Oh yeah. my God. How did I not know that? I saw it trending on Twitter today, I think. Oh, really? I think I meant to show it to you, but you were talking on FaceTime. Oh, I wasn't even really on Twitter today. Thank you. There you go, listeners. Yeah, there you go. There's a little breaking spooky news, and that's been breaking spooky news. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Um, So then something very bizarre happened on April 22nd, 2016. Brandon's father, so Missy's father-in-law, Randy went to a dry cleaners in town with a woman's like long sleeve white shirt that was covered in blood. What? And asked for it to be cleaned. He told the employee that the blood was from breaking up a dog fight and that it's dog blood. But since Mitzi's story was all over in the news, the employee working at the dry cleaners called the police. Go off. I know. That's awesome. So a warrant was issued for the shirt. And when police got their hands on it, it looked like someone had like already tried to clean the blood off beforehand. So now police are thinking maybe it was Missy's father-in-law. So police also noticed that Randy had like a similar physique, like a stocky structure to the person in the security footage from the church on the night, on the morning of Missy's murder. And he also walked with a limp and had a pretty distinctive walk, just like the person in the security footage. That's really fucking creepy. Yeah. And weird. Yeah, weird. So it seems, seems promising. And the public, after hearing this, was like all over him. And they were immediately like, oh, he did it. He's guilty. So on April 27th, Randy and like the whole Beavers family went on air to get like speculation out and everyone's minds like clear the air. But there was this video out there on the internet, like comparing the two walks, like Randy's walk and the guy from the security footage. And the public just like can't shake the fact that the walks look so similar. However, 
Randy was in California when Misty was murdered, and his alibi was verified, and he cleared him as a suspect. But it was Brandon Beaver's sister, Christy, who corroborated her father's story that the dogfight did happen, and the report did eventually come back as positive for canine blood on the shirt. And even the vet confirmed that Randy's dog was taken in on the day of the the dogfight happened, and the dog actually passed away afterwards. But even... After police announced all of this, like the alibi, the blood report, the vet visit, the public is still like keeping an eye out on Brandon and the in-laws. And surprisingly, so is the police, especially because just a few days later, records from Missy and Brandon's cell phones are coming are like coming in and things don't seem like all roses and sunshine like Brandon had said. Hmm. There are texts that show... I was actually going to say, hold on, can I just say one thing? Oh, yeah, for sure. I immediately thought it was suspect that he was out of... He happened to be out of town the one weekend his wife dies. Yeah, he was in Mississippi, and so... and Just have to say, you, you, you just so happen to be out of town during that. Well, now, I don't know how much this guy travels, but, like, yeah. you just so happen to be on the fishing trip. Well, also, Randy's dad was out of town, too. He was in California. So it's like... Were they in on it together? Did they? Well, that doesn't explain who actually did the hit. I know. I people just think it's weird that they were both out of town too, but like supposedly. But yeah. also, their alibis are confirmed. So, like, I I don't know. Yes. Um. But so confirmed by who? I guess yes. people were with them on the trip. I mean, I'm just saying, like, confirmed by who? Because weren't the two brothers in the Kendrick Johnson case? Um, weren't the two brothers in that their alibi was confirmed by their father, right? Who's a former FBI agent who like, there's a bunch of sus shit about him. Yeah. Too. So it's like, who confirmed these alibis? You know, yeah. was it the mom? Was it the, st- was it, you know, Brandon's you're right. I don't mom? know who. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't know about all that. So there are texts that show Brandon and Missy's marriage was riddled with money and infidelity problems. So now that that seems like a possible motive. So they double down and they are like, okay, we want all the digital interactions between Missy and Brandon, as well as nine persons of interest who are known as target numbers. And these nine numbers communicated regularly with Brandon and Missy. Most are just like family and friends. One is a male fitness instructor and his wife, and another one belongs to Randy Beavers. So speculation still continues and people are like, what if Randy and Brandon's dad, what if Randy, Brandon's dad is just upset that his son's marriage is terrible? Um, One popular theory between people on the internet is that maybe Randy and Brandon conspire together, like I said earlier. Correct. But the alibis are just seriously way too strong and they are all- But are they? Who confirmed these fucking alibis? Let me look. (laughs) (laughs) They are all eventually ruled out. Okay. At a press conference on May 20th. And of course, allegedly, 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 I'm not accusing anybody of anything. Oh, no, no, Allegedly, allegedly. And at the same press conference, they do announce that they found security footage from a nearby sporting goods store. Okay. And they discovered a Nissan Altima driving around a nearby the nearby parking lot just like a few hours before the murder and like very close by. Um, the Nissan was made from 2010 to 2012, and it had, like, an oval-shaped bumper sticker on it. And in the security footage that's eight minutes long, this car pulls into the lot. They turn off their headlights when they do, and the car entered before 1.58 a.m. and left at 2.04 a.m., and the car is just, like, driving around patrolling the parking lot with its lights off. So, sus. 
The video was released to the public, but the owner of the car never came forward, and nobody came forward to say they, like, recognized it or anything. Could also be just someone trying to get some weed. Like, it could be any number of things. Weird stuff happens in parking lots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's weird they turned their headlights off, but also, like... But also, like, maybe they didn't want to, like... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. So this is when the uh, case goes cold for a while, for a few months at least, until the fall of 2016, when a new lead comes in. That's Bailey Sarian. (laughs) I just recognized that from hearing that. I'm so glad you knew that. That's so funny. Okay. The police noticed that a tip had been phoned in numerous times during the investigation. So. They're like, okay, we should probably look into this. And the new lead was regarding former Lancaster, Texas police officer, Bobby Wayne Henry. Huh. Three first names. Oh, that's a serial killer ass trait if well, I've it, ever heard. What is this person? Uh, what are the, all the serial killers? Are they, are they, uh. They're mostly like three, like John Wayne Gacy. No, but I mean, what is their sign mostly? Oh. Isn't there like a famous, like, aren't they all Aries or some shit? No, no, no. Pisces or Sagittarius. Yeah, okay. So it's one of those two. If he's one of those two, (laughs) girl, we got a serial killer. Ding, ding, ding. No, just kidding. If you're one of those, I love you. If you're one of those, never kill anybody. They won't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So in a search warrant that issued, that was issued in 2016, that the police can, that like the public can actually access it says that he was also a tactical officer who admitted to police that he still owned his riot gear, but that it didn't fit him anymore. Bobby Wayne Henry was a licensed security guard now who worked at, who worked at Missy's funeral and attended mass at Creekside Church of Christ, where Missy worked. So he was even interviewed back in like early May, according to the warrant. Bobby was suspended from the police. Due to aggravated sexual assault in 1996. Hmm. And he owned a dark brown 2014 Honda CRV. Why did I mention that? Well, police also found a second vehicle of interest, a dark SUV leaving the church at 4:30 a.m. in the morning Missy was murdered. They couldn't tell the exact kind of car in the CCTV since, but since like Missy's students are to arrive at about like 4:35 a.m. This kind of makes sense. Yeah. And ding, ding, ding. Bobby also walked with a limp. Wow. So police went to a forensic podiatrist. Okay. Awesome. To compare the walk of Bobby and the man seen in the CCTV footage. Shout out to all our forensic podiatrists I know, out there. So if you're cool. listening, hit us up. That's a I would love to talk job. to a foren- foren- uh, forensic podiatrist. So they found... Um, they compared the two walks, and the findings were inconclusive. I don't really know how well that would hold up in court anyway, but um, while this all sounds, like, really promising, like, this has got to be him, there's one big issue, and it's that Bobby is six foot one and, like, hmm. way too tall to be the person in the security footage. Like, way too tall? Like, even with, like, limping and, like, any kind of hunching or, like, weird angular distortion? Yeah, they say th- the estimated height is 5'2 to 5'8. That's, like, what pretty hell? pretty tall. What about his family? What do you mean, his family? What about that guy's family? What do they know about them? Well, why wouldn't... I don't know. <laughs> why would his family... Who knows? Weird stuff goes on. You're right. I but... want answers. <laughs> I really do. I'm pissed off about this now. This is like such a weird, Well, it's so annoying because there's so many... Like, it's like, oh, this has got to be it. Herrings. This has got to be it. Yeah, and then it's just... 
It's just not. Well, and like, whatever happened with the LinkedIn guy? They ever find that guy? Mm-mm. What's his name? They, ever find they never released his name. And I also don't know if they didn't. They like kept that really down low. I don't know if they ever like found him and talked to him. But that's, you hmm. know, that's still out there. How so, tall was he? <laughs> it's a very good Does question. he have a limp? A second search warrant issued by police turned up multiple um, devices of Bobby's, which contained child pornography. Oof. So Bobby gets arrested for the pornography charges and he did an interview from jail with dallas wfaa news in june 2017 and in this interview he denied knowing who missy was at all he's like i don't even know her name even though he worked the funeral but okay and soon enough his alibi for the night or early morning missy was murdered was corroborated and he passed a polygraph test so bobby was released from jail without charges after 70 days Holy even shit. though he had child porn on his computer. Um, and as of now, he hasn't been charged for the child pornography in his possession. He was also ruled out as a person of interest in Missy's homicide, and he's also not on any child sex offender list. Wow. Isn't that so... I'm sorry. Like, I just... How? Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's so dangerous. Like, so dangerous. So despite help from the FBI and all of these like really strong suspects that we have, the case reached a dead end and unfortunately remains a dead end until this day. Internet sleuths did try to do their own investigations, but some were taking it too far and messaging Missy's daughter, Hannah, saying your dad killed your mom, just like really what? messed up shit like that. And the town gossip and, like, internet speculation was honestly getting so bad that the police assistant had to speak to the Dallas Observer about it. And he's like, everybody needs to calm down. Like, people's lives are getting ruined. Right. Because, like, people still go after, like, Brandon and Randy and... Totally. The daughters when there's, like, no hard evidence. Like, I'm sorry, you just can't... They're ruled out. And you you just can't do that. So in 2018, two years after Missy's murder... The case gets a new detective, and police say they used male pronouns to talk about the subject at first, and now they, like, really clarified that they can't tell the gender of this person in the CCTV footage, and it could be a woman. So they're like, just be really aware of this. Like, even Brandon, Missy's husband, thought that from the very beginning it was a woman who murdered Missy. There was also no, like, confirmed sexual assault on Missy, but they're also like, they never confirmed or denied it. Sure. Either way, this was absolutely a crime of passion. Like, it was personal. She was stabbed and like, Yeah, you don't get stabbed unless it's personal. Exactly. That's why it's also like, if it was a robbery, they'd probably just like, they would probably have a gun. I don't know. It just seemed very personal. It could have had something to do with the infidelity issues in Missy's marriage. Like, we don't know who for sure was cheating on who, but say like, she was having an affair with a man who had a wife or something. Right. So, also, I have in all caps in my notes, was the limp even real? Like, you know, somebody could have just, like, pretended to have a limp to, like, throw people off. Very easily. So, it's been almost five years since this occurred, and there are still no suspects, no arrests, nothing. So, as of now, here's what police are looking for. Missy's killer was between 5'2 and 5'8". Their feet predominantly pointed outward, and they walked with a limp. This person could be a man or a woman. And police are still looking for the owner of the Nissan Altima in that sporting goods parking lot. 
Oak Farms Dairy is still offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to the capture of Missy's killer. And anyone with information can share tips with police by, te- by texting MIDL and TIP to 847-411. Or you can call Ellis County Crime Stoppers at 972-937-7297. And my friend Savannah, who lives in the area, she said this is the best way to help. Just if you know anything, call those numbers or text those numbers. Wow. Yeah, if you know anything, this is a wild one. So help bring some justice also, and some closure to this family. It's also very solvable. I feel like, yeah, like you, I don't know. I just feel like there. It's so far off and far out and unique, and like in a place where there's not a lot of crime. That yeah, it's like you know. And they have. You're like, not really looking for a needle in a haystack. They got footage. They got text messages. Like I feel like yeah. it's out there. We just <laughs> we just need more information correct the police need more information so if you know anything text or call well harrison thank you for listening to the story thanks for having me and i hope everybody has a really great week you can um follow me on instagram at spooky show pod and on twitter there too but instagram's more lit um you can email me at spooky uh at spooky show pod at gmail.com thank you for listening have the best week of your life bye My research was done thanks to these brilliant writers and researchers, Josie Clackstrom, Avian Tan, CBS News, Jamie Gans, and Inside Edition.